welcome to Access Beauty, a very special podcast with Ulta Beauty brought to you by American Salon. Here, Ulta's creative leaders and sometimes a special guest will discuss everything from salon life to trends and products to what's impacting the industry, giving you a behind the scenes look at the beauty world. Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Today's topic is all around social distancing, the impact that it's having on your stylist and your guests as you're managing through this new normal. My name is Nick Stenson, I'm with Ulta Beauty and I'm accompanied by Megan Murray. In addition, I also have Nikki and Rihanna from Salon 901 in California. Hey everyone. Hey, hey guys, what's up? Thanks mm-hmm. for joining me today. Of course, thanks you know, for having us. Jump right into some of the questions here. You know, Nikki, let's kick it off with you. When did your salon realize that they had to close and what did that reopen process look like? You know, in March, um, I actually, Rihanna was in <laughs> Mexico <laughs> salvaging her wedding yeah. that she wasn't able to have. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make the call and close down. We actually closed down three days, I think, earlier before everyone got officially shut down. And I think we definitely made the right call. Um, We were able to reopen up in June for one month. Mm -hmm. And then we got shut down again and just were able to reopen back up September 8th. So it's been a roller coaster for us for sure. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, you guys in California have definitely been hit the hardest. You know, when I think about, um, you know, Alta, we have salons all over the country. You know, Megan, when was the first call you got that we had to close these salons? Oh my gosh. Nick, I remember it was you were trying to take a vacation um <laughs> that we that we had to interrupt. Um we got the call in we made the decision in March to suspend skin and makeup first and um then shortly after to suspend hair services as well and I just remember um getting that call from you in the morning and we pulled we pulled some leaders together um from the team in a in a war room and got all the coffee we got all all the snacks and started putting um pen to paper really on how this process would work you know it, it was nobody's been through a pandemic before and we had to we had to really take partners and and figure it out i think the hardest thing is figuring not only how to do it once but how to do it twice right i think that's that's the tricky part of it all and even still to this day i know for us at alta we're still not open in brow services in california so we're back into hair but we're not open for brow and uh skin services um which is you know it's a struggle when you think about trying to get this business back on track for all of us out there you know, Rihanna, talk to me about what is it meant for your stylist and what kind of conversations did you have with your teams about having to close down and then reopen and close down and reopen? And how did that go? Well, the craziest thing of it all is, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the beginning, they're like two weeks. We're going to close for two weeks. Okay. Everyone's kind of pumped in a sense. Like you're scared, of course, because of this virus, but you're like, all right, two weeks and no work. <laughs> two weeks gets pushed again for another two weeks and then another and another. And it was interesting because that's what made it most difficult. It's just the continuation of continuing to push a date versus say, Hey guys, we're going to be shut down for two months, three months, whatever it may be. That would have been a little more, that would have been easier to navigate through, you know? So trying Nikki and I trying our best to have zoom calls update together. Everyone get on the, the, the first, it started with a lot of FaceTime Zoom calls because that was like kind of fun. You get to see everybody. I miss you guys. What's up? 
And then the Zoom calls turned into audio only. (laughs) 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 So true. (laughs) But, you know, just trying to keep like a positive, upbeat and outlook on things like, you know, we did our best. I think we pulled a couple of inspirational quotes, opened up with an inspirational quote on the Zoom, closed with an inspirational quote on Zoom, you know, like trying our best to just maintain positivity. But um, yeah, you know, needless to say, obviously it wasn't easy. And then the longer and longer we're closed, the more and more freakouts happen, the more, you know, we actually had a very difficult situation that in May, one of our cleaning ladies passed away from COVID. And that's when it really hit home for us of like, holy shit, like this is scary, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, I'm sure we all have some kind of connection of the scariness of COVID, but yeah, it wasn't easy, but we did our best with our inspirational quotes. (laughs) I'll tell you, you know, I would tell my team all the time, you know, Hey guys, we're going to figure this out together because nowhere in any leadership training did they teach you how to get through a pandemic. Uh, yep. (laughs) You know, it's like, we're really all hands in and going to figure this out together. You know, and speaking of that, like Megan, talk to me about all the different protocols that have been put in place. Oh, so many. But it, it, as you know, it's for the it's for the safety of our teams and our guests. And what I'm really proud to say that we did around putting them in place, Nick, is first we had to look at state regulations, right? As everybody did. Um, but then what you and leaders did was take partners with medical consultants and our HR team and our legal team and really really spearheaded um, what this could look like across the industry and not just in um, services, but also in retail as well. And took so many protocols and and put them in place, whether it was social distancing and having 50% capacity, right? Every other chair is being used, um, frequently disinfecting and cleaning more than normal between guests. And, and it seems simple, right? But it's adding time and really explaining the whys for our team on why it's important to do this diligently between every single guest. And and the guests seeing it makes them feel better. Um, I had a stylist last week tell me, you know, at first they were like, okay, all of these extra protocols that we're doing, it's a little tedious. And like, is this really making a difference? But now right. from from talking to others and like one of them she's like I'm a mom and it makes me feel good going to work because I know how safe everyone in my salon is being even when I'm not there and I feel comfortable coming to work because we are being so clean and then turning around and going home to my family which which really made me feel good about all of these protocols we put in place Um, Mm -hmm. but our teams are getting safety checked before they come in the store and temperature checked. And we're also covering um, safety questions with our guests before they come in and um, really just being extra extra clean and, and disinfecting throughout the day. They're wearing face coverings and gloves and our brow, um, our arch experts are wearing face shields. And so we've really taken um, every precaution we could to make sure that our teams and our guests are safe. That's awesome. It's interesting when I think about, you know, all this was really put in place, obviously, to keep our teams and our guests safe in every salon across the country, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess I never really thought of, you know, you go home to a family too as a stylist and, you know, knowing that you feel comfortable in the place that you work in and then you're going home to your family and know that every precaution has been taken to keep them safe too. That that adds another layer that I personally don't think about a lot. So that's mm -hmm. that's pretty amazing when you think about it that way. Mm -hmm. Nikki, how about you guys in your in your salon? Did you guys have to do anything? You know, it's not only all these different protocols that you have to put in place, but it's also the expense involved that you didn't plan for in this year. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, the expense was was tough, you know, because being shut down and not having any income and trying to get government funding or whatever, you know, it was just like a fight to try to get money like paycheck protection program or whatever it was just insane um but obviously everybody's health you know was first and we really really wanted to make sure that we were on point with everything so we actually just got um real let you share what that is yeah safety safetycheckpoints.com that's what we they are creating this automatic temperature face recognition check your temperature, make sure your mask is on properly, little iPad that does it all for you. And as salon owners, I'm sure many of those guys out there know, like you're taking the time away from the front desk to have to go check the temperature, ask the questions, sanitize the hands, sign this waiver, whatever it may be. That is extra time that we did not allot back the past 10 years of doing business, you know, and that was, that was difficult. The front desk was getting super busy with, even though we were at a minimum capacity, they're utilizing a lot of this time to check people in. You know, we had the door locked downstairs so nobody can come in. Just, we still have the door locked that you have to have an appointment in order to come in. No walk-ins. We don't know. We have to make sure your temperature checked, all that stuff. So this, this rad little mini computer, safetycheckpoints.com, it's really been helpful taking off a lot of time off of the front desk. So that's been awesome as well as we've had, of course, the automatic um, hand, sanitizer. hand sanitizers, which are awesome because no one's touching it. You know, we, those were sold out when we first tried to get yeah. them. And of course we wanted it to be gold to match our salon. Those are all sold out. So we're fine. <laughs> we'll get the silver ones. And then all of a sudden here comes the gold ones four months later. Okay, great. So we have those ones in every single so, Wait, room. Now we have 30 of them. So if anyone needs an automatic hand sanitizer, we, we have some. That's hysterical. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I could just picture you guys back there spray painting silver ones gold. Oh, a hundred. <laughs> no, Nikki vetoed my spray painting um, tactics a long time ago. I want to spray paint everything. I literally said that exact thing. She's like, Rihanna, stop. <laughs> oh my God. And I love that you said it checks if their mask is properly because right? it alerts. How many people don't cover their nose in those masks? I mean, right, yeah. right. So, but the yeah. other thing that's pretty cool too, too is that it, if a COVID breakout happens, we have an absolute 100%. This is every single human that has walked through our door, even if it's the mailman, even if it's the UPS guy, even if it's an assistant dropping off XYZ. You, you know, all of that is in the system. So that's really, really awesome to be able to track that. That's really cool. I think that's a really great nugget of information to give out yeah. to the industry as people are thinking about how to safely approach this. And you know what? I think it's another thing too that, you know, we all thought that this was going to kind of be short-lived in the beginning, right? And now we're seeing that this is not short-lived and it is not going away quickly. Um, so it is going to be increasingly more important to make sure that these um, safe standards are in place because 
You know, the one thing I was telling somebody the other day was the longer that this goes on, the likelihood of more people being impacted by this, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about the kind of the six degrees of separation, you know, uh, methodology, it's even more important the longer that this goes on that we're even getting more and more safe unless in, instead of being, you know, um, a little bit more lazy with it, like we mm -hmm. always um, you know, and I think it's easy mm -hmm. to get place in and be like, oh, it's, it's, it, we've been doing this a long time and it's kind of second nature, but mm -hmm. for things like making sure the mask is on properly and continuously making sure that you're following the same regimen so that it's consistent across the board is going to be extremely critical as time goes on. Absolutely. You know, Megan, talk to me about the impact on stylists that you've been seeing, you know, when it comes to appointments and their schedules and just in general, what is the temp temperature been out there with the stylist community? Yeah, you know, at at first they had a lot to work through when, especially those that used to power book and, and take care of multiple guests at one time, um, now to have to social distance and and just use every other chair, um, there was fear, right, that it would really impact their income. And what I think, you know, some best practices, as I would say, the team sent in and um, shared amongst each other is really how do you how do you just embrace the new I, the new normal, I guess, is what you said earlier, then embracing it as the new better. And how do we um, just figure it out? And, you know, whether they're calling their guests, they're going to they have to call them ahead of time anyway. Right. To cover the the safety precautions and ask them the, the questions that everybody gets asked before they go anywhere these days. And when they're doing that, how do they take advantage of that time with the guests before they come into the door? And um, really having like a mini consultation over the phone beforehand so that they can have the best experience for that guest and, and add on before, you know, think about what all, how they can really have the most impactful service for this guest and, and it not hurt their um, income because they're individually taking care of this one guest and making the experience even better than it was before. Um, and so I think they're just having to, to figure out how to navigate that, that through all of that. The other thing is, is people are, you know, now that so many people are working from home or they're also have become second grade teachers because their kids are at home, schedules are changing. And um, our teams are finding that a guest that used to come in, you know, every Tuesday at 1.30 now needs to come on Sundays or needs to come in the evening or what have you because their children are home with them or whatever other reason. And so our teams are really trying to be more flexible and and adapt to the guest needs um, as they bring them up. No, that's a good point. How about for you guys, um, Nikki and Rihanna, how, what are you seeing with your stylists? Yeah, I mean, same kind of thing. You know what was actually really amazing is our community, our, our 901 community, I guess you could call it, really rallied and they would like randomly, some of the clients would randomly Venmo the stylist, like here, treat yourself to dinner. Yeah. Or I even got a couple of Venmos from yeah. like a few of my just like random clients yeah. that was so sweet. And mm -hmm. I think out of all of this, whether it's money or whatever, the appreciation that oh. everybody feels from their clients, like keeps us going, you For know, sure. yes, everyone's hit, has a huge pay cut. But at the end of the day, I think just feeling so respected and valued, because as you guys know, our industry for forever has been underappreciated. And so I think they realize like, oh, oh my gosh, mm. like how good we truly make them feel. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. you know, that's yeah. been really great. Yeah. 
to have a couple tears after you're done doing this person who you've been doing for years. But this time it was just so much more extra special. They look in the mirror and they have tears in their eyes because they just feel good. They feel happy that that that, you know, that that's priceless. There's nothing there's no price you can put on that. It's the best feeling ever. Yeah. To me, uh, ladies, let's start with Megan about, you know, the emotional support around this, because especially, you know, when you think about different pockets in the country, you know, some people are in big cities and they have big networks. Some people are in more rural areas and have less of a network or people in California like you ladies who have had to like open and close and open and close. It takes a mental toll on everyone. And what do you what do you see that leaders are doing to support their teams emotionally? Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to try not to get too corporate, Nick. <laughs> Don't get corporate. Don't get corporate. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'll get corporate first, and then I'll talk about the rest. But you, being in a big corporation, we do have the ability to support financially, right? So if somebody had a hardship, or we do have a process in place where they can essentially apply to get a little extra income for, for us to support through um, like our, our internal charitable foundation to support people going through something um, un, unordinary, right? And, and right. I'm sure there were many cases through, through COVID. Um, in addition to that, you know, whether it's our huge HR team across the country or the HR hotline they can call or the resources um, that we provide them, aside from all the corporate stuff, right? We, we appreciate all of that and we're thankful for all of that. Um, but we live and breathe our values. And before all of this happened, you know, Ulta Beauty is just such, it's a fantastic company to work for with amazing people who care about one another and are there for one another and have positive intent and want to see everyone succeed and, and be there for each other. And I think because we had that groundwork up front, um, going through something this, this hard together, um, it like rallied the troops, you know, like we knew we would figure it out and we could come together and be there for each other. And I think because we had really the like the open door policy or the open arms beforehand, right? Our teams were already comfortable coming to each other or to their leader. Um, it made it and is making it easier for them nowadays um, because we really do want what's best for for the people on the, on our teams. And for our guests. And I think because it's not fake, it's real. Um, that's why I think our teams feel supported and will continue to be supported. That's cool. How about for you, Nikki and Rihanna? So, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're looking for support. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, we're looking yeah, for support. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We, we are obviously, you know, even though we're a big salon, we still are very much so a small business and we, we, um, are all of our stylists are booth renters. And so what Rihanna and I did is we took all the financial burden off of them and we didn't have them pay any rent this entire time of shutdown. And as you know, California was shut down mm. and Rihanna and I just figured it out. You know, we were able to get a couple of the loans and whatever, you know, just to take that burden off of them so that they weren't so stressed, um, financially. And like Rihanna said before, you know, just bi-weekly zooms or text messages or calls. We have a stylist group chat and we just check in, send a loving, whatever, how's everyone doing? Oh, happy birthday, so-and-so, you know, just so they know 
that we're here. And, and, you know, some of the stylists would call us and be like, I'm, I'm going through it. They're like down a hole and we're just always available for them. I mean, even though I have two small children and it would be bath time, like I would never miss a phone call if someone called me and needed me during that time. So just really being there for them. I don't know if you have to add. I mean, just one thing that pops in my mind is having one of our stylists bring, it brings tears to my eyes. One of our stylists hit us up and was like, Hey, I, I qualified for the PPE loan. So if you guys need it for the salon, let me know. Oh my God. My heart broke. Like I got chills right now. Even saying that, like, that's so kind, but like, you know, we really, we, we say we have a nine to one family and we really do. And I think just having that close knit with everyone, like you said, is just, we're all going through it together. So side note on that, talking about the owners needing the self mental health program, (laughs) (laughs) financial program, all the programs you have possible. Uh, anyone has possible. We actually have a group chat with a lot, um, a lot of the LA owners in our area, right when this started happening, you know, uh, Tracy Cunningham, Andy, the comp salon, Leanne over there, uh, a good handful, a bunch of people. And it was really nice just to have that chat for all of us to be like, holy shit, what's happening, you know? And that's, it wasn't just us. So, oh my gosh, we're freaking out. Hey, hey, do you guys see this article? Oh my God, what does that mean? Do we have to have plexiglass in between every station? I'm not doing that. No, me either. You know what I mean? It was just like, it was a lot, but it was actually that, that was super helpful. And it is still helpful to this day of having a group of salon owners be in it together as well. Yeah. I'll tell you, if I've learned anything through this whole pandemic, it is that I think the beauty industry is the most incredible industry to be in in the whole wide world. And this just proved that, you know, I think hairdressers in general are just caring, loving people that make a difference in people's lives every single day. And this pandemic has just brought so many more beauty professionals closer together. And, you know, I I get the you know privilege of sitting on some boards for the industry and we talk about this, like, what does the future of the industry look like? And what I think the future of the industry looks like is really strong because I think it's going to be these kinds of networks and conversations and conversations like we're having today that is going to lift someone's spirit or give them a nugget of information to help as a resource or just know that we're in it together, like you said. And we're all going to come out stronger from this and we're going to learn so much more and we're going to learn things we never knew we wanted to learn coming out of this. Um, But I think that we will bounce back and we will prevail. And, you know, the good news is that people need connections. People need hairdressers. People want not only to look beautiful, but they want that connection with their hairdresser. And I always say, you know, when I was behind the chair full time, I used to say, sometimes I don't even think they really even pay attention to their hair. They're just so connected to the relationship right. that we've built over these years, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I think that really holds true. And I think that's more important now than ever. And I will tell you one of the things that I thought was cool, I saw a lot of stylists throughout this pandemic really rally to check in on their clients, whether it was through social media or Zoom or send them a message on you know, Instagram or whatever the case may be, just to let them know that they were thinking about them really went a long way in those guests realizing that they meant something to the hairstylist and that they couldn't wait to come back to the salon. 
And I really believe that our industry has done an amazing job of proving out that we can be an essential place where people can come back to and feel safe and know that it's okay to spend some time filling your own cup by getting your own beauty taken care of, but also doing it in a safe environment. And I think that everything that we've talked about today really lays that out beautifully. So I just wanted to say I appreciate uh, you three ladies really coming on and having this conversation with me. I hope that all of you listeners out there have had a chance to really uh, understand that you're in this with us. We're all in this together. And I hope some of the information that we've been able to share will be useful to you. And uh, I just appreciate everyone's time.